Welcome to Shit We Do For Love, the podcast where we delve deep into the gap between our human need for love and connection and our secret belief that we're not really good enough to be loved. This gap has us forever trapped in people-pleasing, procrastination and perfection and all sorts of nonsense as we try to measure up and be the person we've been told is worthy of love, all the while missing the truth about how amazing we already are. I'm your host, the Love Your Bloody Self coach, Wendy Windle. Fancy having boundaries that get back time for you? Then head to wendywindle.com to pick up your free guide, because never having time for ourselves is just some more shit we do for love. Hello, love. Welcome to Shit We Do For Love, How To Love Your Body In A World That Hates It. It's Wendy Windle here, the Love Your Bloody Self coach, on a solo episode. You just got me today. I have to admit it, love. This topic makes me feel sad. I think it's a tragedy, like a crying shame that women hate their bodies, and we do. This is exactly what the core of Shit We Do For Love is all about, or what I'm trying to change with this podcast, to point out that so many of our actions, our energy, our precious, precious time on this earth is spent trying to get love, validation, acceptance, because as a human being, we need those things, by the way, to survive. But it's been made so hard, it's been made so tough, so seemingly impossible, a task to feel acceptance and love in a world that tells us every day, in some way, we don't deserve it. And man, our bodies are used as a weapon against us in that war. There are many areas of this message that make my blood boil, this you're not worthy, you're not good enough, like telling people of color that they're not worth as much as a white person, telling women that they're not important as men, the education system that champions linear linear cognitive thinking over right-brain creativity, flow, and freedom of expression, never mind making some ways of thinking so-called normal and other ways of thinking so-called not normal. But this, this constant messaging that tells women that our bodies are wrong, that fat is wrong. And the wrong kind of thin, by the way, is also wrong. This just makes me so, so sad. So let's do something about it, my love. In the previous episode, Andrea Westbrook, size inclusion specialist and my fat friend, we got into why we think the way we do about fat and fat people. In this episode, I want to bring the conversation right into the intimate everyday, how we treat our bodies well in a world that is screaming at us that we should hate her. Hmm. I remember when I was about I don't know, 15 or so in history class, learning about Hitler and Hitler Youth and his um, program of indoctrination of the children of Germany to try and get them to just grow up to be people that followed him blindly. And I remember at that time thinking, wow, that's really sinister and dark that anyone would do that to somebody, you know, just constantly bombard them with one message over and over and over again and have it in their schools in their, you know, in their media, like in the books that they were reading, the conversation around the table at home, like have every area of life be infiltrated by one form of messaging that is not serving the people that you're indoctrinating. And (laughs) I look back to that 15 year old now and think like, yeah, enjoy your outrage. But wow, were you naive? 
to think that you weren't living in a world where you were being indoctrinated, brainwashed on the daily, that the magazines and the movies and the books that you were reading weren't making you feel a certain kind of way about yourself. I mean, let's face it, the conversation about fat and women's bodies has, look, at least since the 20s. So look, Gen Xers, hey, come here. We need to be reminded uh, the 20s were 100 years ago. Okay. Back to our schedule programming. Um, since the 1920s, the message has been that thin is best. Thin is beautiful. Fat is unattractive, lazy, unacceptable. We've been sold diets, pills, corsets, spanks. is just a corset for your, for your thighs, people. We've been told to wear black. We've been told to slim down for big events. We can't have a fat bride, which makes zero sense to me, especially if the person doing the proposing proposed marriage to a fat person. Why do they want to marry someone different? I don't get it. But I do get why anyone would feel under pressure to be a certain kind of way to conform and make their body fit a way that is seen as more attractive on the biggest day of their life. For a hundred years, everywhere we turn, the message has been the same. Fat is to be gotten rid of at all, all costs. Now, in my relatively short life, I have changed a lot. I have changed my hair color and my hair has changed texture many times. <laughs> I, I used to get perms in the 90s. True story. I used to get perms. Now I have curly hair. I don't know what happened. Maybe my hair just got the message. Now I'd quite like straight hair though. My tastes have changed. I used to hate avocados, peas and celery. And now three of my favorite foods, I eat them nearly every day. My mind has changed through meditation, spiritual practices, reading, traveling, having conversations with people from other beliefs and cultures have expanded my mind. They've changed it. I used to want kids. Now I don't want kids. I used to think that if I wasn't passionately in love and loved by this one person in my life, I wouldn't be able to breathe. <laughs> well, I got over that clearly. But I have been scared to be fat since I was about 10 years old. Because while I remember a world where there were only four channels on the telly and one phone attached to a landline that lived in the hallway of your parents' house, the messaging that I've been getting about fat has stayed the same. The way we feel about our bodies is a belief that we have not been allowed to change because we're constantly being indoctrinated to hate it. Why? Because when our time is spent counting calories and our money is spent on shapewear, we are too fucking busy and sad to call bullshit on the patriarchy. And by the way, I am not man bashing. Men are now starting to suffer under the same beauty standards as women. Not yet, but they're getting there. No one's getting liberated from the lie. Everyone suffers under a patriarchy. And what is the lie? Let's be clear. The lie is that if you are a certain so-called perfect weight body type, you will magically be loved, successful, and happy. That people will suddenly see you as worthy and worthwhile, and you will finally be allowed to feel that way about yourself. And if you're not the so-called perfect ideal weight and shape, you are bound to feel fail. 
at any business venture, foray into love, or any lifestyle you want to try, because you've got to be perfect first. You've got to have the perfect body first. I grew up in a world, I know so many of you did, where it was considered okay to have entire magazines out in public where children could see them, publishing pictures of celebrities who dared to wear a bikini if they have cellulite, or tabloid stories about how this actress's marriage has failed because she didn't lose her baby weight quick enough. And we still live in that world, except now it's all over the internet. The kids can't get away from it. So we try to get our bodies to conform, right? Waiting for the happiness to land on us. And when it doesn't, when we've done the hard work, we're like, I'm working on my body. I've lost the weight. I've changed shape. And the happiness still doesn't come. We're told to blame our bodies again. Oh, no, no, no. You're not quite perfect enough. And we internalize it and blame our body and say to ourselves, oh, I have to lose another half pound. I need to define this arm muscle a little bit more. We're forever chasing the end of the body perfection rainbow, but there is no end because even if you spend thousands of pounds on buying the perfect body and having it slapped on you, the beauty standard is going to shift and leave you out of the VIP lounge. Even if you are somehow the body that everybody tells you will bring you the celebration song and the self-love pastry to your bathroom mirror every day, the habit of scrutiny and blame will persist. So you'll then look at your teeny tiny little belly that's only sticking out because you ate a banana and wonder how you could make it concave. Or you'll be finally feeling right and strong in yourself and people that you barely know will feel like they've got the right to come up to you and tell you that they preferred you the way you were or that they're worried about you. I'm I'm clearly, I've gone off and I'm totally sharing my own experiences here from like having a weight that goes up and down. Basically, if I lose weight, my tits run for the hills first. And then people feel like they can come up and tell me that I've lost my shape. Meh, go away, it's my body. We have to be willing to do something radical though, loves. We've got to be revolutionary. We've got to be so unbelievably, fuck you to the toxic belief systems here. Here is how to love your body in a world that hates it. Number one, acknowledge that it's not your fault you hate your body. Realize that you've been living in a system of marketing and messaging that are designed to make you turn on yourself. Take a moment and just list all the messages that you've picked up from social media, your friends, family, movies, books. Give yourself just just a moment to recognize what you've been up against since you were a child. I'm going to shine a special light on like makeover movies in the 80s here. (laughs) Recognize what you've been up against and how your negative body image is not your fault. It's been deliberately programmed into your brain from every single angle. Know your real enemy because it's not your body. Once you see this indoctrination, you can make a conscious choice to hide ads, turn it off, swipe away, and just let it I am not listening to that shit today. It's tough because it's still out there. It's still everywhere. But one of my clients always used to say to me, you know, awareness is key. 
And she's so right. Awareness is key. It's the key to freedom. Once you're aware of how you're being manipulated, how people are trying to make you feel a certain way, you'll see it coming. You'll see it coming everywhere. Like, interesting. Start watching movies going, interesting. Why why is that fat person always the comedy best friend? Why are they never the lead? It's just another way to let us know that if you're fat, you're not going to get love, you know? Once you see it, though, you get to switch a little switch in your head that says, I'm not going to take that in today. Number two, let your body change. This month, I did probably one of the most self-loving things I've done for myself in ages, and I love on myself every day. So this was big. I got rid of everything in my wardrobe that was made for a body that I'm not currently standing in. I realized that a few years ago, I was a size smaller, at least a size smaller, actually, and a different shape. And I had bought that woman back then, old me, I bought her outfits that she looked great in. She was rocking her skinny jeans and like loads of leggings or crop tops. She looked really good. Those clothes suited her. But those clothes, notice I'm not saying that I can't wear that style of clothes, but the size of those clothes, those actual items of clothing that were hanging in my wardrobe until recently, they don't fit the body I'm currently in. They cut me off. They ride up. I I was in a, I can't even fart wedgie land every time I was wearing this stuff. So I got rid of it. That other body I used to have, she had the luxury, the comfort, the joy of being dressed in clothes that fit her. She loved that. So now I'm giving this current body that I'm standing in the same respect. She's got sweatpants. She just got a killer coat that doesn't restrict her hips. I got her trousers that she can eat in. She feels so comfy and free in clothes that fit her. Let your body change like every other aspect of your life is bound to change and release her from the obligation to squeeze into clothes that were bought for someone who isn't her. Even if you used to be her, donate them to charity. Get rid, get rid. Honestly, it feels so good to open my wardrobe and know that everything hanging in there fits and makes me feel good. And I've got rid of, you're going to know what I'm talking about now, that pair of jeans that fit 10 years ago. I just, I finally got rid of them. They were just like this guilty little tiny slither of material hanging there saying to me every single time I open the wardrobe, you used to fit me but now you don't. And I was like, you know what? The problem isn't my body. The problem is there's no problem except for the fact that I'm trying to hold myself to a shape that I'm not. Well, you know, someone else can enjoy those jeans, someone who is that that shape. So since we're talking about shopping, let's carry on. Number three, shopping. This mindset shift was introduced to me by a personal stylist that I hired a few years ago. By the way, hiring a personal stylist is not as expensive as you think it is. And it was one of the best investments I have ever made in myself. I had one of those color and shape gurus that come to your house and then take you shopping. And she explained to me why I hated everything in my wardrobe. This was the mindset I didn't know I was buying at the time from her, but it's changed my life. My life. Are you ready? My body is the ideal. My body is the center of the experience. My body is the customer when I go shopping. So when I try on clothes, if they don't fit, I don't say, 
I don't fit into that, or I look terrible in that, or I'm bulging out of it, or any other hateful thing I used to say. Usually, I'm too fat, my boobs are too big, and I'm too short. Now, the fault is the clothes, not me. Now I say things like, this was not designed with me in mind. This fabric is too skimpy for me. This doesn't fit my shape. This cut doesn't show me off. This dress is made too long. This skirt doesn't respect my hip to waist ratio. This color, it doesn't light me up. My stylist was so matter of fact about it when stuff didn't suit me that she opened me up to this whole new way of thinking for me that it, this is just not designed for me. This top is wrong for me. That seam is in the wrong place for my shoulders. No biggie, just next, try on something else. Instead of getting disgusted with my body for not fitting into clothes that are mostly designed for a prepubescent teenage girl, I learned how to just shrug off the idea that there's something wrong with me. I'm not that shape. These clothes have got nothing to do with me. Bye bye I could go on, and I promise I will make more episodes on this topic, but I think there's there's enough there to try for now. So let me know your thoughts. How does it change your perspective to stop and acknowledge that forces outside of yourself are literally trying to brainwash you to hate yourself? What does it do for you to allow your body to be an ever-changing, beautiful, organic mass and support and respect that wherever she is right now and wherever she's going to go in the future? And what does it feel like to blame the clothes, not your body? If you want to join a community where we support each other to have self-love and deep respect for ourselves, come on over to the Love Your Bloody Self Club. Go to wendywindle.com forward slash love club. That's wendywindle.com forward slash love club. I'll pop a link in the show notes to make it easy. Learning to love yourself isn't about lighting candles and having baths. It's about unlearning how to hate yourself. That work takes consistently being in the presence of people who see you and themselves differently. It takes being supported and loved through all the messy undoing. And it results in you not being shy about giving yourself the credit, self-confidence and acceptance that are your birthright. Come on, join the Love Your Bloody Self Club so I can support you to support yourself more. As usual, if you found this podcast useful, please like, subscribe, give it five stars and share it with a sister. Hey, I bloody love you.